Hello and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast that will slice and dice all praise and hype a movie. Each and every month is a thing, except for the next three months, July, August and September, because that is the summer of shocks, which is my look at the Piranha franchise selected Hitchcock movies and this month's movies selected Stephen King movies, which are Carrie, Carrie 2, Pet Cemetery 1 and 2, Cat's Eyes, and tonight's movie, Children of the Corn, from 1984. No, not the entire franchise, because there's fucking 12 of the movies, I think. Just the original 84 one. From the book, Night Shift, which I have actually read, although I don't remember anything about the bloody story. From the book, there we have it. The story of a group of children that killed everyone over the age of 18. For He Who Walks Behind the Rose, their god of food, punishment, etc, etc. Brought to us by New World Pictures, so you know this is cheap, having a pre-Terminator London Hamilton in a starring role. Does this movie about killer kids still work 35 years later? After all, this thing falls in the footsteps of Damien, the village of the damn kids, and of course Regan from The Exorcist. Anyway, or is this just a husk of an idea with nothing more than a popcorn fart? I find out here. With a budget of 1.2 million, most of which went to King, I believe the budget of the thing was around 600 dollars to $700,000, I believe. I mean, mm. uh, this thing pulled in 14.6 million, and boom, a franchise was born with well over 10 movies tied to this bloody name. Jesus, jinkies. <clears throat> Starring Lander Hamilton, Peter Horton, John Franklin, Courtney Gaines, and R.J. G, sorry, G. Armstrong, written by Fitzkirch. The plot, after a failed corn crop, the children of the small town of Gatlin rise up to kill everyone over the age of 18 to please their new god. Led by Isaac and his muscle, Malachi, the children start up their own religion based off a twisting of the Bible. However, some of the kids chafe under Isaac's control and want out. One day, a child runs away. However, he is killed for this, and he is left to die on the road. Uh, when a young couple, a doctor and his girlfriend, run over the child, uh, they investigate the town. Can they stop the murderous kids? Or are these next four he who walks behind the rose? So, the movie opens up on a new world logo, and then up pops the yellow titles with creepy kids humming slash singing their theme song, and of course, Stephen King's Children of the Corn in bright yellow fucking lettering, because of course, I'm gonna, this is a Stephen King novel, or story. Then we're introduced to Gatlin, which is in Arambaraska, allegedly, with its dead crop of corn and a bone dry land, so they haven't bloody uh, kept the land alive then, they haven't even aerated it, aerated it, um, watered it well anyway we've gone it is a sunday and the church is holding a sermon for the poor corn crop because that's how the fuck they fix that one you know have a sermon for it in the church we get a voiceover from a little kid telling us what happened that fateful sunday three years earlier of how isaac convinced the children the poor corn crop was due to the adults and their sinful ways so in order to please his new god, he walks behind the rose, all the adults must die. 
And I've got to say, for a kid that has saw his peers kill everyone in the town, including his father, this kid is pretty calm about this. He's pretty nonchalant about it. He's like, no, oh, yeah, one day he coming across and da-da-da-da-da. Uh, seriously, I mean, the acting is pretty rough in this movie, and it starts off with this bloody kid. Anyway, we're introduced to Isaac, played by John Franklin of the Adams Family movies, Children of the Corn 666, and Child's Play in 1988. Mark eyes, by the way. And he played uh, the walking around Chucky. He's 25 here, although I'm guessing he's supposed to be about 10. Uh, he has GHD, so he has been 5 foot since he was 18. Therefore, he was cast uh, time and again as a child. And note, before shooting, he did a Star Trek advert uh, for a Star Trek game. Uh, where he played a Vulcan, hence the Spock haircut. So I guess you can see he was always out of his Vulcan mind. Anyway, he watches as his gang, led by Malachi, played by Courtney Gaines, all back to future, the Burbs, Sweet Home Obama, The Ascent, and Faster. Kill all the adults in the diner, in some frankly gruesome ways, such as forcing their hands in a meat slicer. So I guess they want some finger food then. Also by poisoning their coffee, because that's damn fine coffee. No, it's not. It's poison. Or oh, whatever. As Isaac watches on with a cold stare and an evil grin on his face. His little munchkin face. So, you're trying to tell me that not one adult fought back in this entire town as a bunch of little kids ran around with knives and sickles? Also, you're trying to tell me all the teenagers, including the bug nuts Malachi, is told what to do by a ten-year-old in a bad picture outfit? Badly need some fucking sleep, by the way. Yeah, I think not. Bullshit to that one. You try to say to me a bunch of fucking 15 or 16, 17 year olds are going to be led by a fucking 10 year old? Yeah, no. Finally, we find out the voiceover is from a boy called Job, played by Robbie Kerger, uh, who is in Monster Squad but never rocked again. Seems his little sister, Sarah, played by Anne Marie McIvory. Here up a guess what is a psychic powered kid in a Stephen King story. Shocking, I know, I mean, hold me back here. <laughs> and wow. With killer greaser kids and religion gone wrong, all it's indeed was to be set and main, and we have Stephen King. Bingo! Uh, this guy's a hack. <clears throat> anyway, anyway, uh, we then see a little Sarah drawing with crayons of what happened and what will happen. So why isn't she the one leading the religion then and not this fucking squeaky little Isaac? Mm. As the sinister children choir sing slash him the theme. Him the theme? Hum the theme. And wait, in a picture it shows Isaac burning TVs and radios and stereos and what the hell else they have. Yeah, no, what child would give up TV in 1981? Yeah, I think not. I'm calling bullshit right off the bat. Oh dear, oh dear. Also, there's something about alcohol getting made from corn, or what the hell it is, but I'll get back to it later. Cut to three years later, in some cheap, sleazy motel. As we're introduced to Bert, played by Peter Horton of Fade to Black, 30-something, and the Gina Davis show. He is just graduated as a doctor. His girlfriend, Vicky, played by Linda Hamilton of Terminator Movies, Beauty and the Beast TV show, Dante's Peak, Chuck and Defiance, sneaks up to him while he's having a sleep to wake him up to wish him happy birthday. She gives him a lighter for his birthday and then does an unsexy strip tease slash sing to school is out by our rocksters. And by the way, she gives him a bloody gold lighter, um, which will come up later. Important there, you know. On the road, they both take the piss out of the radio preachers as they bicker in the car, then they run over the kids. Cut to said kid, Joseph, played by Jonas Margot. 
He has had enough of Isaac's screaming, screeching, preaching ways, so decides to run away. Sarah and Job are with him, but they are too afraid to run, so act as lookout as Joseph runs through the corn. Only to be caught by Malachi after Sarah screams out of her lungs, No one's looking! No one's looking! A fucking idiot. Anyway, he slices up Joseph ear to ear and then props him on the road to be killed. So what was the plan here? Stick this kid in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the road, in the hope someone will run over him and investigate the town to bring in new blood, literally. And by the way, uh, what is going to happen when all these kids hit 18? Will this cult actually die out? And how in the fuck does this paper-thin idea have 10 plus movies tied to its name? I mean... The thing barely has enough to limp over the 90 minute mark for crying out loud. And one other thing here, corn is not scary. Okay, it can be horrible when it's burned in the cinema, swinging butter or artificial sweetener, but it's not a fucking scary. I mean, anywho, once hitting the kid, Bert checks out Vicky for injuries and then checks out the kid, finding he has died long before being hit by his car. Looking in the corn, he finds his suitcase. As Vicky waits in the car, she can't take it anymore and has to investigate the kid as jump scare. The kid just hands her into a nightmare. And okay, how the fuck did she fall asleep? Shouldn't she have her heart pounding as from shock as she just run over this poor fucking kid? Why the fuck is she asleep? Uh, dear, oh dear. A note, that's a real fear in Wonder Hamilton's eyes. As the director put a trick on her, telling her because of the extreme heat on the roads, the child actor couldn't lay on the road. However, when she went to check out the body, the kid rose up, causing Wonder Hampton to jump back a good 15 feet. And I'm guessing the director got a kick in the balls for that. Because I fucking would have done it. <clears throat> anyway, moving on. They pick up the body and drive into town looking for help. A curious, Vicky opens the suitcase, finding a cross made out of cornstalks with a figure made out of corn and nail to it, as you do. This uh, freaks them out, yet go on to investigate Gatlin. Yeah, how about no? How about you take the body to the first major city you come across and then get the cop to storm this fucking town of Gatlin, taking out all these little bastard kids. Mm. Also, you're telling me not one person, no one checked out the town of Gatlin in three years, no one Checked on a lost family member or an old school friend, Vicky and Bert were the first to do this in three years. Uh, or has Malachi been killing kids and then using their bodies as bait to get fresh blood for the corn? I mean, hmm. Also, where am I at it? What the fuck are these kids eating? I mean, all they seem to have is corn. I mean, they haven't had a delivery in over three years. They're running out of gasoline. Um, yeah, it still has electricity. Weird. Hmm. Are running water for some reason. Yet, they also have, seem to have cigarettes and candy and as such, but moving on, I'll get back to that later. Back in Gatlin, Malachi finds Sarah and Job acting like children, uh, having fun. So, put a stop to that one because they're playing Monopoly, and apparently, that's a bad thing to do. If I cry out loud. Taking them to Isaac to get punished. And cue the start of Isaac's squealing preaching stick that makes my ears fucking bleed. Of course, he doesn't punish Sarah or Job as she's his golden goose. She has a real power where Isaac's just a fucking poser. This pisses off Malachi, so Isaac stands firm, sending him into town 
the town limits rather to tell the one adult left not to say a bloody well thing. Cut to the <coughs> old man. Dr- Dial? Dial? I fucking pronounce his name. <coughs> Played by R.G. Armstrong. He's the one sole adult left. I'm guessing he's kept alive to fix the farm equipment. Also, he has to work as the crazy Ralph of this movie, as he warns Bert to avoid Gatlin. And for that, Malachi and his goons kill the old man and his pet dog. So, now what are they going to do when the tractor breaks down? Fucking throw a corner at it? See, it's the problem with teenagers. They have no impulse control. It's all me, me, me. No, no, no. There's no fucking thought into the future. It's all, I must have something now. Uh, anyway, moving on. The old man warns Bert away from Gatlin to head to Hemth- Hemingsford so they can deal with Randall Flag instead then. Mm, get then. Uh, Bert heads to Gatlin anyway. Well, actually, they follow the signs for Hemingsford, but he walks behind the rose, misses the signs, and end up in Gatlin. Checking out the town, they find it's a ghost town, but yet they still check it out. Yeah, how about... No. I'd be... Out of there as fast as my car would go. Fuck the road signs. I'll just drive straight. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> by the way, the editing in this movie is beyond piss fucking poor. It goes from bright daylight to dull day to almost dark back to bright daylight in two shots. I mean, oh my god, the editing. Cut to Isaac having a sermon in a cornfield banging about how. <clears throat> Quote, he works behind the rose, chose me, Malachi. I have the, oh, whatever, I can't do a voice, my voice is too deep to his squishy fucking voice. Again, his squealing voice makes my balls hide inside my body. In fact, so much so I have to cook it with fucking promises of porn, I mean, for crying out loud. Also, why would an unstable sociopath like Malachi, who only likes the power and thriving on killing, let Isaac boss him around for three years after all? He isn't even a true believer in what Isaac is spouting. Uh, I mean, he even goes show, as far to show that uh, he killed the one cop in town on Isaac's orders. As Isaac calls him the, quote, a blue man who is crucified for some reason, yet they worship them. What the fuck? <sighs> Moving the fuck right on. Back to this husk of a story. Driving around town, they find nothing but empty streets and dried up corn husks absolutely fucking everywhere. Bert pulls outside one diner in town, so starts the endless scenes of them driving around town, finding nothing. Bert checks out Sarah and Job's old house, finding it empty with the telephone line cut. Vicky wants to leave, but Bert checks out the house in Sarah's room. He finds all the drawings pinned to the wall, but takes no fucking notice. Yeah, mate, red flag. That, in fact, Vicky found a three-year-old TV guide. Also, every phone in town has been cut. Get out! Idiot, man. He's supposed to be a fucking doctor. Uh, Bert finds Sarah listening to some music while she's drawing, even though the room was fucking empty two seconds earlier. This fucking editing. Vicky asks where her parrots are, so Sarah says, Why in the cornfields, of course? Because, tee hee. Also, Isaac is the leader, getting nowhere with Sarah. Bert gets pissed off, so leaves Vicky to deal with Sarah, in a vain hope she'll find an adult to help them out. Off he goes into town to walk around in what feels like ten fucking hours. 
I swear to God, there's endless scenes of this guy wandering around the bloody place. First he goes into the school, and then he goes into the post office, and it, then he goes into the bloody, I don't know what the hell it is, the police station, and it's into the town hall. Oh my God, it goes on for fucking ever. Back to Vicky, as Malachi and his goons attack her and kidnap her. Uh, and where the hell do they get cigarettes from? Every one of these teenagers has a pack of cigarettes on their body somewhere. Uh, because you can see them through the fucking tight fucking ass jeans, because this is the 80s. Mm. I mean, every kid has them shoved in their back pocket, or shoved in their breast pocket, or shoved in their arms. Um, what was that called? Um, a real for a cause style. Moving on. As I said earlier, this hasn't had a delivery in over three years. Where the fuck's the cigarettes came from? <sighs> Back to Bert, who is being watched in town as he checked out the town hall. He finds all the Catholic icons are defaced with corn. He then suddenly has a psychic warning. Vicky is in trouble. So who did that? Sarah, Job, or little Danny Torrance in The Shining? Hmm. An overlook even. <sighs> dear, oh dear. Rushing back to the farmhouse, he finds his car has been trashed and Vicky is gone. So he tries to get answers out of the tearful Sarah, who just stares into mid-space. Cut to Vicky, tied to a cross in the cornfields. Surrounded by Malachi, Isaac and his goons. Isaac isn't pleased with Malachi's sloppy handling of things, calling him prideful and stupid. He then demands to bring him Bert. Speaking of, he's still getting nothing from Sarah. Finally, she tells him Malachi has her in the fields, and then shows him a drawing of Vicky tied to a cross in a cornfield. Now, if Sarah's been drawing these things for a while, shouldn't Isaac know of this by now? I mean, anyway, out he runs to find Vicky. As he approaches the corn, it parts to let him in. Deeper in, he goes to find a Vicky. Uh, okay then, and why? <sighs> Who is now lifted up to face the quote blue man? Screaming in terror, she faints as the children all call, uh, chant, Kill, 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 or whatever. In a, the church, the church bell rings out as you find an 18 year old. Uh, who is cutting a five-sided star into his chest, he being Amos, played by John Philbin. It seems he's been a naughty boy and has knocked up one of the girls, uh, she being Rachel. Bert runs in to stop the town nut, and that's going so fucking somewhere far in a fucking town full of bug nuts. As I said, she is Rachel, played by Julie Madalena, uh, from drinking Amos's blood and shitting with all the little children. What in the actual fuck? I know it says the blood and body of Christ in the Bible, but it's not fucking literal blood. Pushes over the kids to stop all this. Rachel screams at Bert to shut up as he's an outlander. This sends a child out to get Malachi as Job looks on with hiding place in the church. Bert demands to see their Bible and throws it in Rachel's face, saying, quote, Are you using this or rewriting all it to suit your own needs? Uh, no, mate. That would be the King James Bible. He then finds a list of all the 18 year olds killed between 81 and 84. So they've been busy then, hmm. Rachel then stabs Bert with a corn knife, and I kid you not, is that a knife with corn glued onto the handle? Ah, so they've got crafts in then, hmm, get in. 
So but runs from the church with knife in hand. He's chased down by the teens until Malachi has him cornered. Uh, look, just kick this little buck-teeth ginger twat in the balls and knock him the fuck out and this little hit will be put in his place. And they will all turn his back on him because he's this big bad because he's so tall and bug nuts. But just kick him in the nads and they'll be down. Bert gets away because teenagers are idiots. I mean, they have him literally cornered and all have knives and shit and pitchforks pointed at him and nothing happens. They just let him run away because they're fucking idiots. Ooh, this movie. Bert runs into a garage. Malachi walks in, but Bert arms himself a crowbar and only hits him once and runs for it. Yeah, now go to town to this little punk. Fucking kill the fucker. It's kill or be killed. Survival of the fucking fittest, you moron. He gets away. Job helps him hide, taking him to a fucking bomb shelter. Fallout shelter, whatever the fuck it is. Here he finds Sarah playing and wow, she snapped out of her fucking trance quick, did she not? I mean, mm. she think they're, I don't know, playing records while eating sweeties and such and candy and malarkey and whatever. Anyway, finding a first aid kit, Bert punches himself up. And here, Job tells Bert the town's story that three years earlier, Isaac came to town as a travelling preacher who talked all the kids into killing their adults. Back to Vicky, who has been baking in the summer sun, yet fucking not one bead of sweat or not one chapped lip. It's been hours. <sighs> also, Isaac is now fighting with Malachi yet again. Until this time, he pushes the squeaky little twat down. Isaac tries in vain to get back up, but he's next for the corn cross. Now, with Vicky cut down from the cross and drunk with power, Malachi is screaming, Outlander! Oh my god, my voice. Outlander! <coughs> Who cares? At the top of his voice, trying to draw Bert out, but he can't fucking hear him because he's in a bloody fault. Shout to the fucking idiot. <sighs> he then cuts, opens Vicky's cheek uh, with his body machete and forces his hand over her mouth. And note, Courtney Gaines was a little too rough in character here, as he cut Linda Hamilton's mouth open with his bloody hand, because he's fucking insane. Scenes between takes, he would walk into the corn to quote, get into character, letting the corn take him over. What the fuck? The corn was his muse and the, the land would take him over? Are we sure this guy is sane? I mean... As Molokai screams his rat teeth gleam in the sun, Bert is all patched up and now hunts for Vicky. Sarah and Job take him to the corn to rescue Vicky. As in the corn, a Wickerman light parade is held as Amos is ready to die. Isaac just screams at the top of his lungs, He is the giver of his laws, you shall be smited and yakety schmackety and blah 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 because this screaming or screeching is fucking torturous. Why the fuck didn't they gag him? I mean, hiding in a barn just off the fields, uh, Bert sees uh, the ceremony and tries to save Vicky. With night a falling, Bert reaches the middle of the corn and arms himself with a lead pipe. Wait a minute here. Just what was he who walks behind the rose doing? Picking corn with his fucking teeth? Why did he allow Bert into the corn? But moving the fuck right on, Amos walks into the corn to be taken by he walks the behind the rose. And note, he who walks behind the rose is a wheelbarrow turned upside down, getting pulled along by a tractor under a tarp covered in soil, done for a hundred bucks. With he who walks behind the rose stalking Amos, trimmer's style, 
Isaac is next as he screams an overacting glory. He's taken over by a swarm of cheap 80s effects. Computer effects, I believe, actually. I think it's actually animation effects. I mean, I think it's drawn on. <sighs> Dear God. Uh, the cross is then launched into the air about 20 feet. And he's killed. And note, this was shot at 2am in near freezing temperatures. And John Franklin was tied to that cross for hours. Even a fucking crew did him there. Bert bum rushes Malachi, rescues Vicky, and kicks his little punk ass in one of the worst fight scenes I have ever saw on fucking film. With Malachi down and out, no one helps nor listens to Malachi as Bert runs off. Isaac, now possessed with funky white hair, comes out of the corner to kill Malachi, snapping his neck. And note, he was supposed to lift him off the ground, and then... Snappy's back over his knees, but they don't have money and couldn't afford the rigging, so the cheaper nip snack, nip snack rather, was done. Seeing Malachi dead, all the teens run for it and hide in the barn. Bert uses all the gasoline and alcohol stuff to blow up. He walks behind the rose, using, of course, the handy-dandy gold lighter. In some cheap 80s effect, it mushroom clouds itself with a face added to be scary, and I forgot the corn... Uh, tries, is a corn leaves or other corn stalks, the fuck they are, tries to evil dead him to death, but Job saves him, and boom, up goes the corn. Vicky, Bert, and the kids head back to their car, but Rachel is waiting for them. Bert knocks her out of the car door and just leaves her there, as Vicky and Bert kiss, credits will roll. So that was Children of the Corn. How in the blue? Hell, does this have 10 plus movies is beyond me. There is barely enough for one movie here. This thing is stretched beyond all fucking recognition. I mean, Jesus jinkies. Isaac is a squealing, annoying little shit. Malachi is a fucking insane lunatic. The effects are beyond cheap. The story is boring as it drags on and on and on with non-stop shots of Burks wandering around fucking town. The review of He Who Walks Bound a Rose is the lamest thing I've ever seen. This is just utter crap. I'm going to give this thing a woeful 1 out of 10. Still, come back next week as I look at both Pet Cemetery movies, not the bloody remake, because that I think is beyond dog shit. And the rest of the month is, of course, Cat's Eyes. October is House on Haunted Hill. November is Night of Movies. December is End of the World of Movies. So don't forget to like, share, a comment, and subscribe. Also, follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod. Or email me with suggestions to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Check out my other horror franchise podcasts of House, Hellraiser, Omen, Resident Evil, and more. Also, check out my solo podcast of Scream, The Fog, Christine, Army of Darkness, and many, many more. Also, don't forget to check out my second podcast, the Schlocky Horror Podcast Show on Anchor, where myself and my co-host look at all movies, a B to C, and then rip them to shreds. Uh, bye, and remember, I watch these bad movies so you don't have to. No, I have some popcorn. Popcorn.